0: Welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojchowski
1: and I'm Marilyn Brown.
0: Inauguration anxiety. Um I mean you can lead us off. You were telling me you've been dealing with a lot of clients who have had a lot of anxiety around the inauguration. So what are what are people feeling?
1: Um yeah, I've just I've been working doing this kind of work as a therapist for a long time and this is like the first time that I've ever seen everybody as a whole just kind of collectively experiencing a lot of the similar symptoms, um, of anxiety. And so people are just experiencing a lot of stress. People are, um, reporting not being able to sleep, um, you know, as the inauguration approaches and as we get closer to the reality of the transition, um, from Barack Obama to Donald Trump. So, you know, I have clients ranging, ranging from, you know, teenagers all the way up to um, people in their 60s and and so it's different kind of the impact of the anxiety and how people are personally experiencing it but it's all coming from the same source um, you know which you know as a therapist people say to me a lot oh you know you listen to people's stressors all day is that difficult but it's never really been a challenge it's always been kind of you know something that that felt, um, it didn't feel I didn't feel like I took on people's anxiety in that way that people might think that you would if you didn't really um, ever work as a therapist. And so people would ask me that and say, oh, you know, no, it's not really like that. And this time I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling anxious myself and 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 feeling that, you know, feeling kind of a, a struggle to um, keep myself grounded through, um, you know, through being a vessel for other people to kind of express their own anxiety. So it's been interesting for sure.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a weird topic for me just because I feel like for my own self care, I've kind of separated myself from the inauguration. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not actively, I don't feel like I'm actively boycotting it. I'm just not, I just I just needed a break. And that was in the time period where I need it. And I kind of came back to it last night. And it was interesting to see all the things that are happening and the different reactions from different people you had. It might even be higher last night. It was up to, I think, 60 um, Democratic senators or representatives. I don't know if it was just senators saying Mm -hmm. that they're not they're boycotting and they're not going to attend. You had all the issues with the performers and you had the big profile of the um, Mormon tabernacle choir. Someone decided not to do it and published her letter of resignation. Did you not see this? Oh, wow.
1: I see. I didn't see that. I've been doing some of what you're doing, which is kind of turning off a lot of it. So I didn't even know about the Mormon tabernacle choir. I heard about the, B Street Band, the Bruce Springsteen yeah. cover band that pulled out, but I didn't hear. Yeah.
0: And you had the same issue with the Rockets, where uh-huh. they were told they had to do it, and then, and I think, I mean, I th- it changed now, and they were allowed to pick or choose if they want to do the event. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't stayed on top of the the Mormon Tabernacle Choir issue. My understanding was there's just one woman, but she released her resignation letter online, which. Okay then went viral. Um, right. So it's just it, it's interesting because I also don't I try to stay very centered and mindful and I don't know how to feel about it because I don't feel mm-hmm. within within mindfulness a lot of people talk about being present and people often forget or who uh, haven't studied for a while or practiced for a while that being in the present doesn't mean you ignore the the past and the future, you use right. it, but right. it's you being in control. We say that often. It's you being able to pick and choose if you're in the past, in the future or in the present. And I just, I look at the past and I just can't think of a time where there's been something similar to be able to draw from, to know how to feel. Cause when we feel things, we do it based on our conditioning and our experiences. And I just don't, I don't know what to feel.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. We we have schemas for things and and so we have context to kind of know how we're supposed to feel and this is something that we we don't have we don't have a schema for. We're not really sure like you said how to feel. And and I think you know it's a challenge because I think for me I'm I'm able to connect to the mindful piece like okay, I I don't know how to feel. So I'm not necessarily anxious to a certain degree. Like the, the, you know, since he got, since he won the election and this time, this last couple of months, I've been able to kind of be pretty present with that and, you know, think, okay, well, still don't know how to feel. Just gonna, just gonna wait and see and kind of, and that's been effective so far. And this week I've noticed like I'm, Challenged with that because I almost kind of feel like at every turn there's there's um more stuff going on like you said when you when you kind of checked back in and went online and just saw all of these different things and you know so um so I discuss it in my work um and then personally you know family friends everybody is is feeling it so it's it's so I don't know what the word is I'm looking for but um it's, it's constant right now. It's nonstop. And I think that's the challenge is how do you kind of stay mindful and present when there's nonstop, um, stimulation to kind of pull you out of that space?
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, I feel there's different groups of reactions. There's people who are very excited for Trump to be president. There are people who are terrified. And then there's people who... I I think there's varying levels of this group of who are kind of detached. And they're detached for many different reasons. They're detached because they don't feel like... They don't agree with a lot of things, but they don't think it's going to directly affect them. Or they don't understand or take the time to think it's not that they don't understand they just don't they're busy they don't take the time to consider how it's going to affect them or they just want to wait and 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 see what happens all these different things but this group in the middle and it's it's interesting to see those different groups react with one another because there's there's normally we're used to in our our partisan two party system specifically in politics we're used to there being two sides and anyone who's not in those two sides is uninformed is kind of right. the the general idea mm-hmm. but you're seeing these three distinct sides and you're you're seeing how ingrained the partisanship is because all those three sides have gone to their corners and don't understand the other Uh, some a a little more than others and I'm making generalizations Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. see the people who are kind of stoic or or kind of being patient about it being attacked by both sides you see the people who are who are very emotional and upset about it being attacked by the both other sides you see Trump supporters being attacked by both other sides so it's 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 interesting to see and it leads into I don't want to necessarily go into it yet but our the next topic which is 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 criticism because I think we as humans and I don't know if it's learned or if it's just in our biology we tend to lead with criticism
1: yes yeah definitely and we'll we'll go into that a little bit more but I do want to say one thing for me personally that I think is really um Added to my feelings, more grief. I I think you know the the anticipation of um, of um, Trump coming in is, is is anxiety provoking on some level. But I think for me the the harder part is um, just kind of seeing seeing the end of the Obama presidency. Um, you know, being a black female from Chicago, that has meant so 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 much you know, to me, to, to so many people. And I think that's also, it's, it's, this is, it's like, this is pro, like on a lot of levels, his presidency is one of the most meaningful that we've seen. And to kind of put it right next to this other level of anxiety. I think that's actually what's really kind of adding to the intensity of it for people—it's not just we don't know what's going on. You know, we're we're worried about Trump, but there's also this 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 very real grief um, of of losing you know losing a president that I think just personally has meant so much to so many people. Um, you know, I that's when I start thinking about that. That's the part that like starts to like make me feel emotional, and you know, I've I've had moments of like tearing up this week and it's been when I've seen you know videos of like Michelle Obama and and you know watching her birthday and things like that just have been a challenge so I think that that's part of what's yeah adding to the intensity of this moment yeah, I mean, for a lot of us.
0: I I think it's hard for me to just in staying mindful not not in being upset or frustrated with people but in trying to encourage them and understand for me is it seems like, and everything you're saying, it's, I feel like a lot of people in the emotional state they're in, it's moving to a place of defeat. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people feel very defeated mm-hmm. and it's for all the reasons you just, you just explained and it's, it's difficult then to really in in this climate, lift people up and do the things we need to really, as progressives, mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah. I, I don't even like the word challenge, but make sure that our voices are heard. Because right. if it's hold,
1: just hold uh, our our government to account, you know, hold yeah. And and I think you're right. I think that that is creating a a, a space of 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 hopelessness on a on a certain level. And I also think that's not that people move through that as well. And I think that that's kind of part of the grief process Um, and is that depression stage and, and feeling, Oh my God, you know, is this really happening? Like this is awful. And, and we, we go there. And I think, you know, we want to pull people out of that and hope, you know, let's mobilize, let's, let's get to work. And I definitely can connect to that and understand, you know, that, that aspect of it as well. But I think like we have to, you know, be able to allow and validate people's experience and that's how they're able to turn that grief into positive action and into some sort of, you know, mobilization. Yeah. It's like if we, we avoid it and we say, well, you know, give him a chance and nothing's happened yet and it's no big deal and don't be sad about Obama. You knew they were leaving anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like we, 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 we don't, but, but that, that, that kind of happens. And I think we kind of tend to have this idea um, in American culture of just like suck it up, move on, you know, keep it moving. But like we, we, we need to feel stuff too. And that's important. Yeah. And when we feel it, that's when a lot of the work happens. And, and I think like, you know, you see, you see things and we've talked about this before, but you see people's art getting more vocal about certain Mm -hmm. things and you see people's writing getting more, more starting to challenge things more. And, and, and you see that kind of coming out of this, this, um, stress and anxiety and, and, and grief. And so I think, you know, if we can continue to kind of allow ourselves spaces to, talk about and and share and find some sort, you know, and, and for everyone to find some sort of an outlet through their art, through their creativity, through, you know, connecting with their community, I think we can really use this time to like, really, really move ourselves forward in a way that we haven't since like the civil rights movement.
0: Right. And I think the thing that's difficult about it, at least for me, and staying mindful with it is when it seems like, Uh, a political movement, which is just progressivism in in general, is kind of having uh, a shared emotional experience when the whole group is kind of... I mean, and not everybody is, but when a, a large portion of it is all having the same, or is in the same stage of grief, it's easy for the the powers that be the government to manipulate
1: mm-hmm. yes. because
0: they know, Oh, they're in this, they're in this moment of grief where they're all defeated. Let's do all this stuff. Cause no one's mobilized before. Right. So right. that's the part that that's gets true. a little challenging for me as we want people to have that space to be able to, to heal and move forward. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the same time, we have a system that takes advantage of that. So
1: very true. that's very true. It's like, we have to be able to like grieve and like stay woke at the same time.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I feel like that comes into it. It's in the, I think that is mindfulness in itself is the way you get <laughs> out of that in the productive way is through mindfulness. Because if you were leading with, this is, I'm feeling defeated. Let me understand why you would end up coming with coming up with solutions as opposed to not knowing where to go next. You would right. be saying, "Oh, if I did this this and this, I could help this cause which mm-hmm. people are fighting against and that's why I'm upset." Or yeah. whatever whatever it is.
1: You're very right. It's it's when we get mindfulness teaches you to be curious about your emotions like that's really that really pisses me off why what is it about that that upsets me so much and that's where you you know that's where you find the things that you personally connect to that right. mean something that you know you can actually do some work and affect some change but I think that I think you're right on that mindfulness really is about not not avoiding your emotions like experiencing them and getting really curious and like looking at them and 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 Looking at them from a non judgmental place, but just being able to kind of use them for information.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, too, just going on people who are feeling kind of helpless and defeated, who want to be productive and to be doing things to create change that they believe in. And an important thing to remember is to really sit with yourself and think about what you care about most. Because I think a lot of people get overwhelmed, especially in the politics with with just how vast it is. They get overwhelmed with the environment and the, the racial aspects and the economic aspects, aspects and the, the foreign policy. And it's just, it's so overwhelming. And if every person just picked one of those areas that they were not even like one part of, each one of those areas and found a organization that was actually creating change for that or fighting back against whatever you don't believe in or what whatever it is, we would actually be creating change like crazy because we would be mobilized and these grassroots organizations would have so much power. But the powers that be have, they know that if they overwhelm you, they're going to be able to, manipulate more. So right. that's true. through mindfulness, we can break out of that.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think you're right that that we can break out of that and also being aware of just what we're consuming, you know, because I think right. that adds to it. Like that fuels the, the desire to want to to worry about everything or to try to get involved with everything. It's like we have to kind of be um, mindful of what we're taking in. Um, what we're listening to, what we're watching, and and just, you know, it kind of goes back to how we actually started this discussion um, and, and take a step back when we need to so that we can focus on affecting change where, where it's most important, you know, rather than just kind of getting overwhelmed with trying to stay informed with every, you know, um, nuance of the issues on a daily
0: basis. Yeah, and I think... I think it's a good time to move on because I think this is all yeah. leading into the the next topic, which is criticism. And I've been having some wonderful debates with people on criticism lately. And I think where I'd like to start is it seems like what I said before is that we have developed a habit, whether it be just conditioning through generations and generations or something biological that humans tend to lead with criticism and wanting to criticize before they want to lead with understanding or encouragement or positivity.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and we are wired to do that. Um, because the one, um, an author, Brene Brown, who talks a lot about vulnerability and, and, um, shame. She's an amazing researcher. If you haven't read any of her books, check them out. But, um, she taught, she, she says we're wired for survival, not for happiness. And that made so much sense to me when she said that, but it's like, it's true. We're, we're, we're wired to look for the threat. Um, our, our lizard brain, our, our fight or flight response is kind of the thing that, that, that's, Constantly scanning and looking for some sort of a threat, and so we, I think, because of you know our our society and that we we aren't actually under threat most of the time in our day, we've we've kind of used that part of our brain. It's it's gotten preoccupied with just looking for things that are wrong, things we don't like, things we don't agree with, Um, and and that's oftentimes just the automatic. You know, I'll see. I'll read posts online where somebody will have this, you know, beautiful, well written, personal experience that they're sharing and inevitably somebody will jump in and focus on like one piece of it that they feel like the person did wrong or one, you know, aspect of it. Well, you know, I get that you felt that way, but you shouldn't say that, you know, and it's like, I I think you're right that we we're we're we we we're constantly looking for the criticism and it creates a vacuum where we're not able to actually discuss anything because we're, we're, we're constantly focused on the things that don't really connect us in the space where we're not going to be able to find any common ground. So it's like, we're having these discussions, but they're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. I like what I like you bringing up our wiring for survival. And I think, A lot of people say that, and I think when you look at the the animal kingdom beyond humans, what you see is what survival means is that you get your basic needs met, and then you hide from danger. Those are the two elements of it. So you're literally going out to find your shelter when you need it and get food, and at any other times, you're hiding from danger. And it's just not... Yes, if you're in that, if you're in a place where you need to survive, that's what you have to do. But most humans are not at that stage. And it's just a pattern of constantly moving backwards because you're retracting, you're hiding as opposed to moving forward. And I was saying this to someone the other day. They were saying, well, how can, if, if there's no criticism, how can things improve? How can art be good if no one's criticizing them? artists Mm -hmm. if we don't if there's no criticism then anyone can produce anything and then it's just what it is there's no there's no desire to do better and my response was that i can't actually think as an actor as a writer i can't think of any time where i've really gotten better or moved forward through criticism it's always been through encouragement and inspiration it's something that something someone does that's so great that inspires me that I want to be just as good as or better or just not mimic but use in my own way to express myself those are the moments that really propel me forward it's not the criticism just makes me want to hide
1: right right well and it's you know, I think the criticism makes you want to hide and withdraw. And the encouragement is, you know, obviously, that's what makes us want to move forward. But I think that the other piece that was interesting to me when you said um, that person's argument was like, well, how, how is anything ever going to be good? How is anything going to get better or improve if we don't criticize? And I was just thinking, well, who's to say whether it's good or not? Like who decides what's who decides what's good, who puts the value on things. And so I think that's also part of it is that we are constantly assigning value to things rather than just looking at them, rather than just taking it in, rather than just experiencing. We are also trained to evaluate and to to judge. And so it's like, well, how, you know, how was there ever going to be good art if people aren't criticized well people can still people make art and people do what they're doing and that's their own personal experience but this kind of need that we have to have things be um that we where we can we where we can rank it you know i think that's also a part of the problem so we're wired to look for the problems and then we're also wired to categorize and judge everything good bad right wrong you know
0: yeah and i think it's it's Like everything, it's a lack of mindfulness in that so many people, the vast majority of people feel like their opinions are something that happened to them, Mm. not something that they pick and choose. Yes. So I had a lot of people, some people were talking about criticizing movies, and I brought up that I just know a lot of people who they decide if they're going to like the movie before they even go. Like I can tell you based on how they're talking – -hmm. How they're going to care, how they're going to like the movie. And then Mm -hmm. every time they come back and tell me how they felt, I already knew based on how they were talking before they went. And you made that choice. You made the choice to go in and look for all the things that were wrong, that Mm -hmm. you thought were wrong, Mm -hmm. as opposed to going in and looking for things to inspire you or looking (laughs) for things to enjoy. And yes, there's going to be varying there's going to be varying levels based on, because art is about emotion and what you yeah. connect to. So it's not about you needing to connect to everything. Some things based on your experience you're going to connect with and some things you're not. But for me, I I never see a movie and come back and be like, that was a terrible movie. Because even if it didn't, even if I wasn't as connected to it as s- some other film, I appreciate it that, for two reasons, that someone actually put their emotion and made it into that art. And two, that other people who had different experiences from me can have a cathartic experience or an mm-hmm. empathetic experience through that art. So right. you're just the, yeah.
1: So you're able to appreciate it. But I think also for you, you you also know, have a context and know what goes into creating art as far as films and kind of have a, you know, I think a lot of times if if we don't know or have any kind of just awareness of something, it's just, we just dismiss it. You know, it's just easier to dismiss these things. And so it's like people don't go to the movies and see that if it's a movie they didn't love that, well, somebody still, you know, created this and put their heart into it and wrote this script and, you know, all of it, it's like, it's just, I don't want it. So it's trash. You know, I think that's where we've kind of, gotten. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's just the, this, the immediacy of our culture now with, um, online and stuff like we're, you know, it's, it's so easy to just, nope, don't like it, get rid of it, you know, onto the next. I mean, you look at like the dating apps where you just swipe, you know, swipe people away. Nope. Don't like you. Don't like you. It's like, we're, we've gotten so conditioned to just only be exposed to like things that we enjoy. And that's, a little, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's a little, I feel like there's a problem with that. We, we, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's two sides of it. I think it's what you're saying. A a lack of understanding, which to me is a lack of mindfulness, but also the other extreme is uh, people who feel... if we're going to stick with films as just an example, filmmakers who are overly critical because they, for whatever reason, they f- need to fear its superior or they're self-conscious. So they're over accommodating, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And there's also the, in Buddhism, there's a con in Zen, there's a concept called the beginner's mind. Yes. And the focus is trying to live your life always as the beginner, because as the beginner there's many possibilities as the expert there are very few. very few so and it's not to say you're always a beginner it's just the way you approach things as being yeah. open and seeing possibility as opposed to limiting what what can be done and what's acceptable and what you're going to appreciate
1: right yeah, because when you when you approach things from beginner's mind, you just ha- you're just more open, you are allowing the experience to inform you rather than your what you already think about it to kind of inform you going into it. That's something that I talk to my clients about a lot of times when they're um, approaching something like try, you know, just try going into it with a beginner's mind. And you know, what was it like the first time you, you know, went into a room and, did, you know, I don't know, just kind of trying to help people kind of, reconnect to that because I think that that you're right that that expert mind or that you know need to know or need to be the one who knows mind is so limiting you know mm-hmm. and when we're in that place again we we can't communicate because nobody's letting anything in and I think that that's kind of where I think not everybody but um going back to the kind of different camps right now I think there's a lot of people that are in opposite camps but in the same kind of just not i like i already know this is wrong boom not letting anything in you know
0: yeah and i think too when talking about criticism is uh, it's it's like so many other things where criticism is for me a, a tool and it's about how you use that tool so What most people tend to do is criticism is a negative thing. You look for what's wrong, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be improved, Mm -hmm. as opposed to having constructive positive criticism, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is possible. I remember it was interesting because in undergrad, I had many, many teachers in, in acting school say that when I go see theater or I go see a film... As an actor, my job is no longer to just go to enjoy it. It is to be critical. Hmm. And what I found as being young, when I would do that, I was just hating everything and not enjoying even acting myself like I was just becoming very bitter towards mm-hmm. the whole the whole process. And then I moved to Los Angeles and started training with Werner Laughlin in a big part of them is this positive criticism. So the first thing you do is say the things you liked. And then you would say the things you would pretty much just add to it. You uh-huh. wouldn't you would say like, "Oh, I really love this moment. I would and I would love if it it maybe went in this direction as a possibility, yeah. like just uh-huh. as another option to to play with it." And then as a as a creative you go oh, yeah, 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 because I could do it this way, that way, this, way. and your my, your imagination's going off as an artist, as opposed right. to if they just said, mm, well, it was kind of slow and you should speed it up. Right. And I have two options there. I either go, okay, or I go, nope. As mm-hmm. opposed to through the positive, I had right. all these positive emotions as a response and went into this creative place instantly. Yeah. So, and it's not just, it's not just, art i mean that's in in everything it's in it's in politics imagine if people instead of just attacking politicians and saying everything they hated about what they're voting for and the bills they're presenting went, okay i like these parts mm-hmm. so let's add to this and make it make it better from mm-hmm. there because you have the implied the the negative is almost implied in it but you're choosing right. to come at it from a positive place and what i noticed is yeah i was doing it in acting class and it started to filter into my in- entire life and mm-hmm. i was just much more positive much happier seeing things because even with going back to seeing films i now go and things that don't resonate with me i get the first thing i'll do when i talk to someone is list the things i liked about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean if if you watch and i feel like if you're going to watch a 90 minute Two-hour film and there's nothing in it you can appreciate or find inspiring at all. It probably says more about about who you are <laughs> as opposed to the the movie itself. Um,
1: right. Well, and if, you, if it's something that is that that you really don't like, that I money mean, you don't have to stay. And like, yeah. You know, you can you can end the experience. I think sometimes right. we almost <laughs> have this like like it's fun to complain, and so it's almost like we mm-hmm. like we, we look for the things that we don't like so that we can like complain about it. You know, it's like, you see people who will go intentionally buy a ticket to see a movie that they know they're not going to like. And just so that they can like rip it to shreds. And I think that, 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 that's when we're in that negative space and that like negative emotion feeds on itself. And so Mm -hmm. it, it, it can kind of just create this, this need to like, you know, to feed that, because I think probably there's, you know, some sort of, Insecurity in our own lives that we're not wanting to look at. And so it's so easier, it's so much easier to look at something else like that's wrong. That's not, you know, it's, it's, I think that's where a lot of that comes from, you know, is that kind of our own desire to check out from our own stuff leads us to be extremely critical in a negative way of others. And I think you're right that there is a distinction between positive and negative criticism. You can be critical and be positive. And I don't think that. You know, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a way to be <laughs> critical and be po- and and have it be positive, but it's almost like we don't even, like, we just don't even, like, we can't, like, we, we don't even realize that there's another, that criticism is not only negative, you know? And even like the term constructive criticism, it's like, well, constructive criticism is still oftentimes negative. It's just the person who's telling it has decided that you need this anyway. <laughs> so. Right. I'm going to yep. tell you because you need this, <laughs> but it's still usually coming from like a, that's wrong. That needs to, you know, this needs to be worked on kind of place. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know for me, even just thinking about like jobs that I've had um, in the past, when you have a a supervisor who's super encouraging and, and, and tells you positive things and like, you know, gives you a a review that has, you know, like personal things that they've noticed that you do and personal um, positive criticism, then it's so much easier to, you know, take the, okay. And we'd also like you to work on this or, you know, the, whatever the other side of it, it's so much easier to, to take in when we're not on the defensive, when we're not feeling, when we're feeling encouraged and we're able to receive, if there is something where you just have to like tell somebody, you know, cause at a job, you may not be able to like, you know, have it all be positive, you might have to say. And we really need you to also show up on time. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Still, but even even in that space, you can still you can still be encouraging in the way that you deliver the criticism.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing I'm thinking about is people say it, and we heard it all during the election was um say it like it is. And people always are like, well I'm just saying it like it is. And it's very it's it's very interesting that people think that the way it is is negative because mm-hmm. that's what it, it's always after they said something mm-hmm. negative or something harsh they're just saying it the way it is like it and is. it's right. like in your mind the way it is is harsh and negative
1: right
0: and it's just an interesting thing i just realized as you were talking that mm-hmm. you made the choice that in your mind being honest is being negative it's being negative
1: right and being honest is being negative, but also that you've decided that that's the truth. So you're saying, I'm telling it like it is. Well, it is to who based on your perspective, based on what you've seen, but you know, so we all have our lens that we view the world from. So that whole kind of, well, I'm just telling it like it is. It's like, mm, I, I don't know that, that that's not, you know, we our own we, we we love to think that our own mind contains all the facts and <laughs> it's like, we have to challenge even that, you know? Well, it is that way to
0: you. Yeah. So. It, it's interesting, too, because when I discuss criticism and I use the the film analogies, there's always at least one person who counters me by saying, well, it's a great, it's just a great way to vent. If I hate it, I'll go see a movie I know I'm gonna hate, so that I can vent about it online because it makes me actually feel good. So it's not a negative, it makes me feel good. And the interesting thing about it is it's you were kind of hinting at it earlier, is Yeah, it may make you feel good in that moment. that very moment, but right. what is it doing to the rest of your life? Right. Like if you're creating a pattern where you you're very negative and the first thing you do when you go see a film or spend i mean you're spent you're choosing to spend an hour and a half to 2 hours and, and you're like going bucks with the
1: ticket I know,
0: right <laughs> and you're choosing to be negative so that you can come back and have this this moment of cathartic release and to me it's it's not about When people say that, I think, well, you're not actually wanting to be critical. You're wanting to be able to express some emotion. And that's just the only tool you figured out to express that. And is that a positive tool? Can Mm -hmm. you find a better tool that's going to create patterns that allow you to thrive and be positive through the rest of your, your, your life, the things you do?
1: That's a really good point. I didn't really even think about that way that you, yeah, that's spot on. It's true. But I think people, it, it, it takes being mindful to like, right. <laughs> so everything we talk about goes right back to mindfulness, you know, because it's like to, to be willing to kind of ask yourself that question. It's like, Oh, well, is this working for me? Cause people can be aware of like, you know, we're we're really good at being aware of like our surface level dysfunction in America. Mm-hmm. You know, we we love to like oh these are my vices and like these are my things and this you know and and kind of be aware of it on a certain level, but to really kind of dig in deeper and get curious, like, well, is this actually working long term? Is this helping you create a sustainable life that you want to have, or is this just kind of continuing to feed that cycle?
0: Right. And that's what
1: it takes. It, willing to be, it takes at least willingness to be mindful. Um, to start to kind of work on that.
0: Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's just, it's it's funny because I'll always be doing a, a talk on mindfulness and then the criticism will be something I, I tag towards the end. And then I'll get that response. And I never, I normally just give a very quick kind of mindful response that I don't go much into. I might laugh it off because I just feel I've Been talking to you about mindfulness, and then you get that very unmindful type response, and Mm -hmm. then it's if you. But I'm not going to be. I'm not going to sit there and criticize you either, because you're just if once if you're if you if you haven't heard the things I've been saying up into that point to be able to even if you disagree to make the connection, then you're just not there yet. You're not you're not ready to make that connection, and that's that's fine. You're on your own journey, on your own process, in your own. Your processing place, but yeah, you just kind of, sometimes you just have to let it go. And normally I do. I normally laugh it off and then move on to my next topic because if I engage, I'm really just using up my own energy because that person's not ready to, to understand.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's such a good point is that we have to like be mindful of when it makes sense to use our energy to try to discuss something with somebody or when it's, time to just kind of be quiet and and wish that person well and move on you know to the next because the reality is that people are where they're gonna you know where they are and 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 it's ineffective to you know pour our energy into trying to get somebody to see something from your own from your perspective so yeah i think i think that i'm finding myself like using silence mindfully (laughs) A lot more nowadays, you know, kind of using silence as a tool of like, okay, you know, do I really need to get into this discussion right now? Is this going to be effective or is it just going to like frustrate me, frustrate the other person? And then, you know, I'm going to have to find some way to like deal with that later and get, you know, deal with, get that emotion out somehow. So,
0: And mindfulness, all mindfulness is, is really an awareness of where you're at. in in a lot of ways. And I think for people who are struggling with being overly critical or negative, it's just, I mean, meditation will help, but also just if you catch yourself in that place, just stepping aside and really thinking, why am I behaving this way? Am I being critical to, to benefit the thing I'm criticizing? Or am I being critical to cover up something deeper within myself. And I think you'll, once you can kind of take notice of what's happening as it's happening, you're on the way to be able to change that habit.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that's all mindfulness is. Well, I mean, people, is, right? Just, people tell you so much you don't, to stop thinking and that's not what it is. It's you learning to be comfortable with your thoughts and to really pay attention to them so that yeah. When you're living your life, you're paying attention to them and can choose if you want to have that thought or not. And mm-hmm. its I mean, that's mm-hmm. a vast oversimplification of it. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do. But that's, but that's what, what it's training you to do. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Well, anything else?
0: No, I think that's a great place a to place start. To yeah. Or just to just end. I know I feel like yes because I'm going to go I'm going to go meditate now and I'm I'm in that place so right. I'm like <laughs> yeah.
1: did you want to do a
0: quote yes Um I'm going to do the we said it a, f- a few weeks ago when we did the Meryl Streep quote which is actually a Carrie Fisher quote which mm-hmm. is if you have a broken heart make it into art and I think it's very relevant to what we've been talking about and I just I love it
1: yeah That one's awesome.
0: I love it, too. Awesome. Well, have a wonderful night. And don't forget to follow us online on Twitter. I'm at Jamie Woj.
1: I'm at Mindful Maryland. Thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you. Good night.
1: Good night.